Hello, my name is Christina, and thank you for checking into the Home for Wayward OCs. This is a podcast where friends and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. Today, our guest is my friend Shannon. Shannon, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Uh, we Well, we already talked about how my day was going off mic, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it has gotten better since I got off work, which that is, is always, always good. good. Jinx, you owe me a soda. That well, you just finished. Yeah, yeah, I just finished my soda. Put it on, put it on my tab. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> oh, I, I, I am sure that you will, and I'm sure that you will hold me to it. <laughs> so, Shannon, who are we going to be talking about today? Uh, today we are going to be talking about Caden Park or Viv- and Vivaldi from Sequinox. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to Sequinox, um, there'd be spoilers of Clit, so go listen to Sequinox first, and then come back and listen to this episode. Yeah. It's only eight episodes so far. <laughs> and they're like big question mark, or quotation mark spoilers, because apparently I'm very obvious with which character I drew the most. <laughs> eh, maybe just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. So, for those of us who are choosing to disregard the spoilers for Sequinox, mm-hmm. uh, but are not familiar with it, would you mind uh, explaining a little bit about Sequinox and Caden and how he, I guess, I guess, like, not exists, but, like, but like how Caden, like, fits in with the world? Okay. Uh, well, first things first, Sequinox is a magical RPG we played on a podcast I co-host called The Cool Kids Table. Uh, it's very we played- good. Go listen. Thank you. Uh, we played it using the Sailor Moon RPG system, which is not good. But um, we did a Magical Girl team based off the seasons. So the Magical Girls are summer, winter, autumn. I almost said autumn and fall. It's autumn and spring. Surprise! <laughs> there's just two of Sid now. <laughs> I've just I've done that I've done that on the show, and then had to be like, nope, go back and say it the right way. It's not autumn and fall. Mm-hmm. But and. Caden is their tuxedo mask character, Vivaldi, who shows up with a violin and helps power them up. And I like him more than I probably should have. I thought the idea was really (laughs) stupid when I first came up with it, but I just kept laughing at it. I was like, oh, I have to do it. And then when I said it on the show, like, we record on video, so, like, I could see that no one got the joke except Alan. (laughs) Do you mean the joke about Vivaldi or, like... Yeah, Vivaldi, because since they're ah. the Four Seasons, so I went with Vivaldi, who wrote the Four Seasons. Mm-hmm. And I was so proud of it, and like only Alan was like, ah, And I was like, I got one! Alright, that counts. <laughs> For the record, I, I, also, I had the same reaction, but I was listening at work, and so you could not see me. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be weird if you could see me, given that I was listening to it at work. But You'll never know. Maybe I did. Are you watching me through my work computer's webcam? Like, I'm not going to give away my secret right now. That that would just be silly. So tell us a little bit more about Caden, besides the fact that he is a tuxedo mask analog. <laughs> or not analog, but like... Words are hard today, dear listeners. <laughs> Equivalent. Uh, there we yeah. go, that's a good word. Um, well, I guess first things first, like, I just kind of designed him to be like the weird kid that I didn't want anyone to pay attention to, like, because... It all takes place in a high school, so I was like, oh, well, I'll pick the weird art kid to be the tuxedo mask because, I don't know, I just kind of like the idea of just the weird kid that no one pays attention to being the one that is the heroic one. Mm-hmm. So, I think that was 
I wanted him to be that from the start. I just kind of like rotated around how I wanted him to be that. Like the first draft of him was actually like a tiny bit more confident. But then I, the real person, Shannon Maynard, got thrown off by the characters in the game. <laughs> and it completely changed Caden's personality because of it. Oh boy. How, out of curiosity, how so? Um, originally, my plan for him to talk to them was going to be, uh, for those that have listened to Sequinox, it, um, they start in a homeroom and um, Summer and Autumn are talking with Winter. And my original plan was him to just, like, slide up behind them and the desk behind them and, like, just be nosy and talk to them. Because, like, they were pulling out their charms, which are their transformation items. And I just wanted him to be nosy be like, hey, what are you guys talking about? And just be one of those weirdos. Oh, boy. But then we, like, kept going through the scene. And, like, I just ended up talking more as other NPCs. And, like, by the time they're like, all right, we leave home room. I was like, cool. <gasps> I forgot Caden. <laughs> So like the rest of the episode is just me screaming in the back of my head going, how am I going to add him back in? How am I going to add him back in? And I had decided that I wanted him to be a photographer for no real reason except for, like, I wanted him to be an art kid. So I was like, uh, I'm, like a, uh, like, a drawing artist, so I don't want him to be, like, that much of a me insert, so I'll give him photography. So I had him take a picture of them quote-unquote by accident in the hallway and that it went downhill so bad and all the panic you hear in Caden's voice is my voice. Yeah. And like the, the episode ended with me just be like, I ruined it. I didn't want them to hate him. I just wanted them to think he was weird and ignore him. <laughs> but now we have a very awkward boy that I like a lot. So I kind of like that I messed up. Yeah. Yeah, some, sometimes things like that work out really well. Yeah, it was it was a happy accident. And by happy accident, I mean, if you go listen to it, his exact reaction is me. Yeah. It's just a lot of just like, oh god, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do. I just, can we leave? I know I'm the DM and I can't leave, but can we leave? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, it's kind of worked out for me because I am a naturally nervous person. So whenever I need to like, be nervous in the game just so I can get it out of my system. I now have Caden that I can step into or I'm like, I'll just I'll just be weird with you for a second and say yeah. something silly and then I can step out and like step back into being like the rest of the characters or the GM and then I can handle everything. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that Caden is a good outlet for anxiety and stress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't mean to turn him into that, but now he's that and he's just gonna have to live with it. Eh, it's okay. He's a teen. He'll get over it. Yeah. He just has to brood for a bit, then he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll get over it in college. <laughs> or not get over it, but he he will he will find self self reflection in college, like so many of us do. No one's really a person until you're twenty two, so he has to go through that just like the rest of us. Oh man, I feel that hard. It's so true. Like I feel like I remember hitting 20, but like, oh, I'm an adult now. And I look back, I'm like, no, that's still a child. Be quiet. Yeah. I'm very tempted to say you're not an adult until you have to worry about filing your own taxes. <laughs> but that seems a little bit cruel because taxes are not fun. I feel like you're an adult when you leave college and you realize that you now have to pay for those student loans. So since you are, of course, a professional illustrator and character designer, mm-hmm. uh, I know that you've mentioned, obviously, Caden has many designs for him but as you as you like created Caden and like 
gave him different designs and things like did those affect like how his character was like did you i know you said he started off as more of like the as more extroverted but like did that change as like his designs changed like how did those designs change over time um it didn't i actually locked down how i wanted him to look pretty instantly i think the only thing that went is that i kind of like originally i was gonna have him be like a lot a lot scrawnier and a bit like smaller but then I kind of came up with the idea of having there be a red herring, which is like another one of the students that everyone can talk to. And I was like, well, I can't have the red herring be a dude that's twice his size. So I kind of beefed him up a bit more, which is why I added in that he's also a track student. So I was like, now I have an excuse to draw him a bit more athletic looking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he stayed pretty consistent to the point of um, he's multiracial and i actually decided that somewhere between episodes three and four yeah like he was gonna be because he's half korean and then his mother is multiracial but she's half black and half hispanic and i she was originally gonna be half she was gonna be white so he's gonna be half korean and half white but then i was just suddenly like "Mm, i don't feel like that yeah so so then I had, which is why she ended up being biracial instead of just, like, straight up black. Because I couldn't change his skin tone because I designed Vivaldi, and he has, like, part of his face showing. So if I darkened Caden, I'd have to go darken Vivaldi. And then everyone would be like, oh, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I found, fair. like, a nice workaround, and I got to keep his design the same. But then, like, there is no design of Elena where she's a white woman. She's just who she is now. But now there's... A surviving joke in his name, though, because his name is Caden. And yeah. he's, he has no white in him at all, but he has the world's whitest name. And originally there was just going to be a joke that when we meet his mom, because I wanted there to be a twist, where, or not a twist, a little bit of like a hint that, you know, Elena's Italian. And like everything about Vivaldi is super Italian. So they'd be like, oh, let's look into this kid, because he clearly knows a lot of Italian stuff. And here's a, his super Italian mom. Yeah. But I was gonna have you, when we met his mom, we'd be like, oh, your mom's Italian. He's like, yeah, my name's Caden. Of course my mom's white. <laughs> but now that joke's gone, so he's just named Caden. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Pe- people name their kids many different things, like Apple and Kal-El. Yeah. So. I guess he still made it out pretty on top. He's just like, I-, I guess my mom heard this name in America somewhere, and now this is my name. Yeah. My entire family is not from the United States, but somehow I ended up with this super American, super white name. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? He makes it work. Yeah. And it's a cute name. I like it. I don't know, it's very unassuming, which is what I was going for. It is. I mean, I feel like it also fits with, like, naming trends of, like, people under the age of 18 nowadays. Yeah. And, um, yeah, again, since he's multiracial i just wanted the quick shortcut of having like two names that are very clearly from two different spots so it was just a nice shorthand mm-hmm. yeah it works yeah uh i know that you have mentioned uh obviously you've talked about his family a little bit do you want to maybe just like talk about his family members a little bit more because they're all great and i love them <laughs> yes um i really like designing family members so i kind of and I think that actually might have been the biggest time I showed my hand that Caden was going to be the bigger deal when like, I fully designed and fell in love with his parents and drew them about as much as I drew him. Yeah. They but are yeah. pretty great. <laughs> yeah, they are super charming. I really like them as well. He's, um, 
His mother is Elena, as I mentioned. She is, she was, I think the history I have for her is that she was born in Italy, then moved to America for a bit, and then moved back to Europe to, like, do culinary school and all that, because she is a chef. And in the show, uh, one of the mainstays is a diner that she runs. So I just have, again, in episode one, I wanted to put them somewhere where I could have Caden just, like, keep an eye out on them. So it was all very purposely planned for everything to end up in the diner. And then I just made Elena very likable, so it's easy for them to go back to the diner. <laughs> and then his father is Sung Jin, who is an artist. <laughs> and I think... What did I make him? I think I made him an, impre- an impressionistic... Impressionist? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I made him an impressionist. Yeah, I, don't I know. think so. He doesn't do... I actually, in one of the newer episodes, I make a joke that he's, like, complaining that he has to draw figurative art, and he's just really upset about it. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we have it so, like, he's just, like, painting the way he paints it, then Kate has to go in behind it and make him people. Aww. (laughs) That sounds very cute, though. And then he's got a little sister who is nicknamed Jell, but her name's actually Angela, and she's 10, and she's a monster. And I don't know why I made her a monster. I was just like, I just feel like making a tiny, horrible little sister. But, you know, maybe I was a t- I was probably a tiny, horrible little sister. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth in Angela. <laughs> <laughs> I never threw eggs at anyone, though. I mean... I'm just going to go ahead with that for the purposes of plausible deniability. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Mason, this podcast is, on, is not admissible as court evidence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 98% sure I never threw eggs on so- at anyone. It just dipped down to 95% as I'm thinking about it, but we'll <laughs> stay there. <laughs> hey, 95% still an A. Yeah. You know what? I'm... You don't know. No one can go back in time and prove me, prove that I did this. Yeah, I, yeah, no. So you already talked a little bit about how, about why Caden was made. Um, But uh, since I know you've mentioned before that like Caden is meant to be kind of like the better, the better version of Tuxedo Mask. Yes, I went out of my way to make him better than Tuxedo Mask. Since I personally, as you can attest to, I have very little knowledge of Sailor Moon itself, but could you go into a little bit of detail about, like, why, like, why you were, like, not, like, not that? (laughs) Well, one of my biggest complaints of the Sailor Moon anime, which, as much as Sequinox is very much his own thing, it's still kind of, like, a love letter slash noogie to Sailor Moon because there's a lot of stuff where like this is inspired by Sailor Moon and then other things are like mm, this is us calling out Sailor Moon and putting them on blast mm-hmm. which is kind of what I'm doing with Vivaldi because in the 90s anime Tuxedo Mask is very much like he will show up and he will just like take over the scene and just be like Sailor Moon can't do anything until he shows up and all he literally does is be like you can do it Sailor Moon and she's like oh thanks I I couldn't figure that out. It's not like I'm holding a magic wand or anything. Thanks. Yeah, there is that meme that was going around a while ago of like, like my job here is done, but you didn't do anything. And then he leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just um, uh, you guys will hear this phrase a lot if you talk to me about Sailor Moon. But in the manga, (laughs) Tuxedo Mask is much more of a like a support character where he's just there to be like emotionally supportive. Like he'll still show up in battle if they need help and help them out. But like Mm 
it's not like every episode is just everyone waiting for him to show up so something can happen. Like, the characters are fully formed and able to do stuff on their own, and then, like, he'll show up. They're like, oh, cool, you're here. Like, watch this, like, future child because we're trying to fight crime. He's like, oh, cool, I got it. I'll watch the kids. You guys have fun. Do you need anything? And they're like, no. He's like, all right, cool. I'll be back here if you need me. So, like, I very much wanted Vivaldi to be like that, but I also have a tiny bit of the whole, like, they can't use their special attacks unless his violin is playing, but that was mostly because the game's very unbalanced, and I didn't want them to slaughter every single monster I put in front of them that easily. I mean... So that was just one of those, like, uh, if you guys want to show, I have to put a tiny bit of the they can't do anything till he shows up, but... He shows up pretty instantly and will stand in the background and I gave him a violin so he has no choice but to play the violin and then can't really like do anything else where he's just like, I'm just here to cheer you guys on. Have fun. Go, go. I'll hold your flower. Go fight him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I like that role for Tuxedo Mass way more than I like like a show off your role where he's like, I have to give a speech and everyone has to stop what they're doing to look at me. And it's awkward because I look like I'm 45 and the rest of you are like teenagers. <laughs> so I was like, I just, I just want you to look the same age as everyone. I want you to be supportive and not take over the show. That's all I want. He's a bard who does buff spells, not a bard who like charges in yeah. with like rapier flying or whatever. Yeah. I f- that's the only weapon I know the bards can use. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a pretty good weapon anyways. I think that's what I usually use when I'm a bard. I don't play bards a lot, though. I'm not very- I'm not good at being a support class, but if I'm being the GM and I have to balance everything else, like, if Caden had anything else to do, I'd probably fall apart in the middle of battles more than I already do and ask Alan to cut out. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so it's just nice to be like, you just do support? So I can focus on everything else, and like we'll get to his turn. I'm like, I just play the violin. Who cares next? Yeah. So it's just also nicer for me as someone trying to do something that I haven't done since high school. So I can just balance all the balls in the air and try to keep everything moving as easily as that system will allow. Mm-hmm. Side note: When you said that the that the actual sailor scouts spend all episode like waiting for Vivaldi not waiting for Vivaldi I'm crossing mediums <laughs> when you said that they spend all episode waiting for tuxedo mask to show up I just pictured them with like I don't know like a plate of dessert or something with like one of those like stick and box traps <laughs> like hiding behind a corner like waiting for him to show up so they can like find out who he is oh I wish that would be hilarious no, it's usually just they end up getting beat very easily by monsters that they should be able to one-shot. And then they immediately one-shot the second a dude shows up to be like, hey, just like punch it. And then I was like, oh my god, I didn't think about that. Thanks, man. Believe in yourself, man. Yeah, so like when Vivaldi shows up, like they're already fighting. He just kind of shows up. He's like, oh, if you need me, I'll be over here. Have fun. You guys yeah. look great. Yeah. Team dad friend. Yes. He's definitely team dad. Yes. Okay, so, out of curiosity, what is your what are some of your favorite things about Caden? Oh, gosh. Uh, one, I gave them freckles, which is my favorite design thing to do ever, and they're just really fun to draw. And they Hashtag make, on brand. Yeah, they make everyone, like, instantly cuter. Um, I kind of like that according to his stat sheet, despite the fact that he's, like, the unpopular weirdo kid, 
he's about as hot as Hannah and Ethan. <laughs> like, I think they've got fives in appearance, and he's got four, and he's got, like, a higher distraction. And then is, like, I think his he has a seven in body, where Hannah has the nine and Ethan has eight. So, like, I don't know, I just like the idea that, like, he's just right underneath all the hot popular kids, but, like, yeah. no one notices. But, yeah. like, whenever someone does notice, again, he's got a te- he's got a really high distraction, th- so I think it starts at he can distract ten people. So, yeah. like, everyone's gonna notice, and he's a shy boy, and he's gonna fall apart and run away. <laughs> or it's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear lots of, lots of hoodies, <laughs> and so you cannot see, like, shoulders or whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. wear B so you can't see my nice hair. <laughs> yeah, I think um I Clark kenned him a little bit, so I would always like make him like just shrug over just how he naturally stands, but then when he's Vivaldi he stands up like a bit more straight and is just at least fakes being more confident while he has a mask on <laughs> so he can get his job done. But now they know who he is under the mask, so it's gonna be fun to just be like, Oh now I'm just like Caden. Sorry. Oh, if, you yeah. guys, if you guys wanted me to stay confident and, like, sure of myself, maybe you shouldn't have outed me. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm very much looking forward to getting some of those interactions, though. <laughs> and I guess in his defense, they didn't out him. He got murdered by a villain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not really on anyone's hands except Scorpius. <laughs> Which are, by extension, yours. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I felt really bad that I had a lot of fun that day. Like, the second that episode dropped, I just sat there and refreshed the hashtags. So like, <laughs> someone finished the episode. Just one person. I just want to see one person finish the episode. And then I think at, like, that more than, like, 30 minutes later, I got my first. just like, hey, Shannon, I hate you. And I was like, yes, I did it. <laughs> I feel like the only reason why I didn't, like do anything about that was that I was it was that I was being emotionally compromised (laughs) and experiencing my first like genuine sadness over character death in fiction from like anything ever (laughs) first time congratulations oh I'm honored (laughs) there you go um I will I will send you a certificate says congratulations you've made Christina sad (laughs) (laughs) I'll frame it right up next to my Emmy But yeah, I don't know, that was something that I decided I wanted to do, like, kind of last minute, if I'm being honest, because, like, I was juggling around where I was like, I kind of just want to kill him. But not permanently. Like, just enough that everyone gets sad for the rest of the episode, and then he's fine. Yeah. Because, again, that's, like, a very Sailor Moon thing to happen, where you're just like, oh, no, this person's dead. Oh, they're fine. But I was just like, oh, I have stuff that I need to plan, and again, like... I wanted to focus time on Scorpius as, like, being her, so I was like, oh, I'll just, like, just kill him and get him out of the way, and then we'll go back to it. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I love this character, I swear. I really <laughs> like Caden. I just yeah. killed him so I didn't have to worry about him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure that I sent you, like, my list I had of, like, reasons why Caden is actually dead, reasons why he might actually not be dead, and one of them was, like, Shannon would do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe aside from dying, <laughs> like, what else do you like about Caden? Um, I just like, I don't know if I've gotten to show it too much, but he's 
pretty selfless. It's just like in very quiet ways. Like I think there's a lot of points. I just recently did a comic with him that's kind of like a prequel to Sequinox, and there's just like a lot good. of there's a lot of little things I did where like he would put like Telly's safety before his, or he would like like. Uh, we kind of hear a little bit that, like, he got beat up by Ethan once, but he's just like, oh, it's okay. He had stuff going on. I'm fine. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. Like, I don't get to show it a lot, and I want to show it more, but I want- that's, like, a part of his character where he is Vivaldi because he is kind and will, like, give mercy to people and ha- is patient. And he's gonna need it with these four <laughs> monsters that he now has to babysit. <laughs> I mean, are they monsters? About an 8 out of 10. Oh boy. Higher than I was expecting. Alright, maybe like a 6. I, I love Sequinox. They're great. Just some, It's all my own fault. I let them run free and then sit in the back going, oh no. <laughs> they ran away from me immediately. I just, I loosened the leash in my in my fingers and they ran. And I didn't grab it fast enough. Now I have to like quietly chase them and just like grab the leash while no one notices and just be like, no, I've been in control this whole time. No one look. Yeah. Since obviously Caden is like one bracket like higher above NPC, since he's technically like your player character. Yeah. Like, how do you like strike a balance in between like, like I have so many other things to do and like, and then yes, there is also Caden over here. Who's doing his thing without killing him, excluding the killing part? <laughs> um, well, one, I'm still kind of bad at this, but I'm trying to get better at it. I just kind of, since they, ta- since he's now like a minor character, I have no problem just like shelving him for a second. Just be like, oh, he has to go over here and do something. Don't worry about it. And like, if they would try to go after him, I'm like, no, I'm doing this on purpose. Read the room and please walk over where I'm showing you to go. Yeah, I mean, I guess I haven't run into too much of that problem because he only just recently got elevated to a new status. It's, it's not revealed who he is until, like, the last episode. Yeah. And he spent most of the episode dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's fine, though. He's handling it well. <laughs> <laughs> he is a teenager, so... Yeah. I'm just trying to find a better balance of, like, being able to shelf him and switch over to other people, but we already have two episodes recorded of Arc 2, and I've already noticed that to have Caden be the character that I'm now playing, unfortunately, Telly kind of suffers the most, so I have to learn how to strike a balance, because now I'm forgetting about Telly, and they're just like, hey, what about Telly? I'm like, oh no. That's okay, you just, like, find Telly out back of some dumpster or whatever. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, he's in a backpack, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, like, you have to pick one. Do you want a fox or do you want your tuxedo mask? Yes. <laughs> one's actually helpful, one's just gonna eat everything you own and then not have any answers for you. Yes. With, um, obviously, uh, since uh, people who are listening to this may not, uh, have, may not have read... Uh, Vivaldi de Capo, which you totally should go buy it on Gumroad uh, because it is good. Uh, but uh, since obviously Caden, uh, as Caden slash Vivaldi and Telly are like the are the 
amne- the amnesiac mentor figure and the support figure, like how like how did you come up with like their dynamic of like Telly has almost no memories of who they are and and Caden, oops, I hit you with my car. <laughs> Well, one, I just, I didn't want Telly to be the kind of mentor that, like, I know everything, but I'm not going to tell you for the sake of drama, because that's just kind of frustrating and a little bit boring. So I was just like, I need to think of a reason that Telly just doesn't know things and can't help them. Yes. So I was just like, oh, well, what if the way Caden meets him is that, like, he hits him with his car? Because yep. it is just him real a, good. <laughs> yeah, he just, like, a giant glowing fox shows up and be like... You have to come with me. It's for your destiny. She's like, I have to leave. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so like, I just, I didn't want Telly to have all the answers and I couldn't think of a reason because I didn't want to just be like, oh, well, I just can't tell you right now because it's just like, no, but why can't just like let it happen? This is a frustrating. Yeah. So I was like, well, if he does, if it just actually doesn't know. Then that will be way easier. So I was like, oh, what if, like, this poor fox just can't remember things? But I also kind of want it to be that Telly's just also very stupid and just doesn't know. <laughs> and it's just like, yes, a head injury that I definitely have not recovered from. <laughs> you know me, this magical fox that's kind of like a demigod. Yeah, I definitely can't heal. <laughs> So I think I think Telly's just gonna ride that for as long as it can. Oh boy, that was a great expression for this audio medium. <laughs> I feel like when like the different the two different forms of Telly, it's like one of them has like has like a three intelligence like a three intelligence and Wizzy, the other one is like a fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I feel like even when Telly like reverted to like its original form, where it's all glowing and beautiful, and so it's like I don't I don't know. Just here's a spear. Just go kill that monster, please. I don't know anything still. <laughs> oh boy. Now the question is: Is there going to be some kind of I don't know cards, perhaps involved in retrieving Telly's memories? No. Nope. <laughs> Never. <laughs> You've already made Jake suffer through that once. <laughs> yeah, and I I'm not gonna suffer through it again. Well, yes. No, I think I'm just going to keep Telly stupid. Just because, I don't know. It makes it easier for me, but probably not easier for them. Because sometimes I just want them to figure things out on their own. But then they're just like, oh, ask Telly. I'm like, oh, Telly doesn't know. Next. (laughs) Telly doesn't know and it ate whatever was in your backpack. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which, that was also unplanned. Telly's whole eating garbage. I was just like... Uh, the first episode ended and they were like giving it food and I was like I feel like this thing wouldn't eat food so I just made it eat the plate yeah and I was like well now I like that you just eat garbage because you are an earth spirit so it'd be fair if you're like hey none of this is from earth so I'm just gonna eat it all and get rid of it you're yeah. welcome so Telly exclusively like Telly's like completely pro organic foods <laughs> yes <laughs> it's just basically a big compactor great <laughs> But then by extension, that also implies that Telly thinks that Caden's entire passion in life, which is photography, is trash. Yep. It thinks everything in life is trash. Great. And I think um, it hasn't. there's a lot of stuff in Sequinox that has not been said anywhere, but still exists in my heart. And the camera that he used to take their picture, 
at the uh, uh, like the midpoint of episode one, Telly definitely ate. Oh boy! Because Telly just didn't understand where like how to get pictures. I was like, I don't want to see if I can see them. <laughs> Which also ties into why Telly is so bad at app design because they literally have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> yep. What's a computer? Yeah, I just feel like it was one of those, like, he got the picture and just, like, threw the phone in his backpack and Telly was just like, alright, well, I guess I'll go get those pictures. And then Kay was like, I don't know where my camera went. Oh, no. Oh, That's fine. That was vintage from the 70s, but no one cares. Who cares? I care. Oh, Kaden. <laughs> That's why there's this thing called eBay. <laughs> or, like, nowadays, I guess, Etsy. Yeah. I guess Etsy is the new eBay. <laughs> But he also uh, he also owes his mom a lot of money for crashing his car into a space fox that he can't explain. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Out of curiosity, would you say that Caden is closer to his dad or his mom? I imagine he's somewhere in the middle, and it just depends what or you're asking. Or closer to Jill. Oh, he is he is very far away from Jill. <laughs> I feel like even they don't know where Jell is. Jell's not close to anyone. Jell is just in her own space. They're like, just give her room and let her destroy the walls. We'll deal with it later. Oh, boy. I feel like I want to... I'm aiming for Caden to be, like, right in the middle. And depending how he needs to react to someone is if you get more of a Sungjin reaction or more of a Lena reaction. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he can split very easily between the both of those. And I think I keep joking that... If they, like, because Sequinox likes talking over Vivaldi when he's trying to explain things to them. They sure do, don't they? Yep. <laughs> so I was like, if that keeps happening, they're going to get a lot more Elena coming out of him, where he's just going to be very harsh and very quick and to the point and just, like, not put up with it less. But then at the same time, like, when he gets in protective mode, he's definitely going to be closer to Sungjin. Mm-hmm. Sungjin, who was a good dad, and Elena, who was a good mom. Yes. Yeah, um, in the comic, I went out of my way to, like, make sure that they were, like, good people, because I just didn't want- I have a- I don't know, I get very bothered, like, by bad parents in game- like, stuff that I've learned lately. And I was just like, I just want- I just want people to have nice parents. Yeah. Yeah, I- I totally can understand that. Yeah. I mean, not- not all of them are, but he's a main character, so I was like, alright, you get good parents, I'll worry- NPCs, I'll deal with y'all later. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, like, you have made very good families in yeah. the bases and in, oh gosh, I can't remember what Ethan's last name is. The Rights. The Rights. Okay, there we go. But, um, yeah, uh, like, there's actually a page, a few pages that got cut out of the comic, because I was originally gonna have to kind of show that, like, where some of the families might be connected, because I think me and Alan were saying, like, it'd be cool if, like, Sungjin and Hiro, Yuki's dad, were friends. So I was like, when Kaden gets, like, a concussion and shows up with, like, a big bleeding wound on his forehead, I was gonna have Sungjin call Hiro and talk to him just to kind of show that, like, you know, these families are kind of connected and maybe people know each other. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I, like, while I was thumbnailing it, I was just like, there's no way I feel comfortable about this dad calling someone and not to talk to them about Caden maybe having a concussion instead of just immediately taking his bleeding child to a hospital. So I cut out it. There's a, like, I liked it. 
And like, there's like a funny joke in it because he was talking to Hiro in Japanese and Kaden was just sitting and he was just like, yeah, I think he might have a concussion. And then Kaden goes, why is your Korean sound bad? And then Sungjin <laughs> going, never mind, he does have a concussion. I have to go. <laughs> but I was like, as much as I like that joke, I don't like it at the expense of Sungjin not reacting properly to a situation. So I just kind of cut it immediately yeah. and he's just like, oh, you're bleeding. We have to go yeah. right now. I mean, that also could have happened at, like, the hospital or whatever, too. So. Yeah. And, uh... There you go. <laughs> and, uh, there's another one. Oh, yeah, I was originally... Get- he... Because, uh, he gets in the car accident with Telly and then is, like, unconscious for a bit. And I was gonna have it be for, like, multiple days, but I wanted him to wake up at home so he could talk to Telly. And again, there's no way these parents are gonna allow their child to be concussed and unconscious in, like... At home for multiple days. Yeah. Without taking him to the hospital. So I was just like, I just... I have to trim all this stuff down to, like, make sure to show that they're good parents. And they are. You did a yeah. good job. <laughs> Thank you. I especially enjoy all the little bits that you post of, like, oh, like, like the Park family. Like, here's Caden messing up his dad's painting. Which is super <laughs> cute. And, like, and the fact that, like, their cat is named Applesauce. Just, like, that is also very cute. Yeah, I think I just went to the group chat one day. I'm like, what's a stupid name for a cat? <laughs> and then we came up with a bunch of ones. And I was just like, I think I like applesauce. That sounds like something a six-year-old would name a cat after she comes home with it. Be like, this is our cat now. I named him applesauce. I'm keeping him. And then just goes upstairs with her new cat. Yep. I mean, to be fair, that, that, is, that is a good name for a cat and a good method of acquiring cats. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like it was one of those, like, they were just downstairs and just looked over and just like, do we have a cat now? There's a cat in here. I guess this is our cat now. It's <laughs> like a buy cat food. Yep. Hello, I'm here. You must feed me now, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, they just get woken up in the morning. It's like, I didn't know I had a cat to feed. Oh, no. I guess we have to go out and get cat food real quick. Aw. That, that is super fun, though. Because <laughs> there's, like... I'm a crazy person when I design people, so, like, I already know how, like, Sungjin and Elena, Same. like, meet each other, and, like, how they got married, and, like, all their history, and I'm just like, oh, no one's gonna, that's never gonna come up ever. Well, Shannon, hate to break it to you, but you are on a podcast talking about original <laughs> characters, so. That is, that is this true. This is the platform. <laughs> well, they met in Paris. Sungjin was there to study art. He wasn't going to art school, but he told his parents he was, took the money, and then just went abroad. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, he, he's the black sheep of his family. <laughs> and, um, Elena was there in culinary school, and they just kind of, like, happened to meet at a party, and Sungjin didn't speak French, but she spoke English, so they're just like, okay, cool, I have one person I can talk to that's not my brother. I'm gonna talk to this pretty girl instead of my brother. <laughs> And then um, the story with Elena is that she's actually, once she finished school and everything, she became a private chef, which is why uh, I think I mentioned it in one of the new episodes, but Caden has, like, lived everywhere and, like, knows a bunch of languages. It's just because she was a private chef, so they would move everywhere throughout, like, Asia and Europe. And then they had to move back to America when uh, Elena's father, who ran the diner, died. So that's why they stayed in America, because she was just like, I'm not going to let this, like, I'm not going to let the diner go away, because my yeah. dad worked really hard for it. 
and no one else wants to take over it, so I'm taking over it. <laughs> and which I kind of want to use to like show where Caden got it from because she immediately gave up everything she ever worked for to like take care of someone else's stuff. So I was like, that's that's where he got it from. She's Aww. also just she's also just very harsh and very forward with people, but she is secretly a softie. Oh yeah, <laughs> I guess not so secretly. She's just more like. She just now has a child who has a secret identity, and they keep finding themselves in the middle of, like, monster attacks, and her turning around going, where's my son? There's a monster shooting lightning over here, and my son's gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's not that she's mean, it's just Caden is doing this to her. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a very fun thing to see in, like, canon whenever that ends up happening but at the same time like this is gonna be great and also sad <laughs> i just feel bad when, he had, when they all came back from like the halloween episode which is when he gets shot through the chest because he definitely had a huge like burnt hole in his shirt and just like has some blood on him it's just like no i'm fine don't don't look at this i'm fine I think I say in the episode that, like, he zips up his hoodie, but then I think when you drew your fan art of it, it, like, blew out the whole back of him. And I was just like, yep. I'm like, oh, even if he zips up the front of that hoodie, if he turns around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oops. It's okay, though. That's why my art is not technically canon. <laughs> no, I like that. Like, he's just facing Elena and talking to her, and then, like, behind her, you just see Sungjin's face just like, Oh, no. what is this? <laughs> there was a dog! <laughs> but being a bro and just, like, moving him so, like, Elena doesn't see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay, though. That's why, that's why you have fun parent dynamics like that. <laughs> yeah, there's also the downside that if I keep making all these parents so good at being parents that I'm eventually gonna have to make them, like, stupid so people can continue having like secret identities yeah i mean to be fair though we haven't really seen an awful lot of the actual parents of the girls so yeah that's true we are hopefully gonna try to fix that but that's okay I, I have faith in you guys yeah we're working on it there's a lot of moving parts in sequinox oh yeah lots of good moving parts <laughs> If anything, we're just leaving more room open for fan art and fan fiction. You know, I've got you covered on the fan art part. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> Has Caden made it into any other works of, any other works in general that you have done? Uh, he like, has have not. you put him in, like, the background of, of something for work? <laughs> no, I have not, even though that would be tempting. <laughs> um... Actually, yeah, no, he's uh, pretty young. Like, a lot of my OCs have a lot of history to them. Mm -hmm. uh, which, actually, before we started recording, I flipped a die to see who I talk about. Yeah. Because Sullivan's, like, being actively used in an RPG right now, so... Mm -hmm. I guess technically so is Caden. Yeah. No. Caden's <laughs> announced his backstory more than Sullivan has. Yeah. But, uh, yes, he's pretty young compared to a lot of my other OCs, so he hasn't really had the chance to show up in the background, but... I'm sure that he and the Sequinox girls probably will. I'm going to be making a webcomic soon, so who knows? Maybe some villagers will look kind of familiar. Hey. Yeah. 
<laughs> so last question, unless you have any, do you have anything else you want to talk about about Caden before I go into the last one? Uh, I can't think of anything else. I got into K-pop after I created him, but now I kind of put K-pop outfits on him. Yeah. I try, I try to not overdo it so it doesn't look like a thing, because I don't want to be like one of those people. Where everyone's just like, oh, you're like fetishizing it now. I'm like, no, I just, I like this outfit. And for once, I just didn't want to think of something. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. All right. Last question then. Why do you love Caden so much? And I'm fairly certain that it is love and not just like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess he, there's like some characters that take a minute to get used to playing and some characters that are just like real easy. And I guess I did make him so parallel to me as a person, and it's like, I don't know, they're just like the nice shoes to put on while I'm doing Sequinox stuff, where I'm like, alright, now that I'm Caden, I feel like I can get a better a better handle on things. Because he's just like the team dad that has to like grab everyone and be like, alright, has everyone focused? Has everyone gone to the bathroom? I have snacks. <laughs> Let's get things done. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I don't know, he's, he's, he's really easy to draw, he's fun to draw clothes for, mm -hmm. I don't know, I draw a lot of him and his goofy family way more than I probably should, but they're just a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess basically everything I've been talking about is why I love Caden so much, <laughs> I don't know, he's just, he's very charming, but in, like, a way that he doesn't know it, but everyone else does, so, mm -hmm. I don't know, that's just fun. There's a lot of layers that I like messing with. Yeah. I don't know. And it's also since like it's like one of the ways that I get to interact with the characters on Sequinox, so I just like playing someone at their age. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I feel like Caden's easier to navigate than Ethan or Harmony cuz Har Harmony is very abrasive and Ethan has no idea that anything's even happening. But he's such a good boy. He's such a good boy. So, like, I feel like when I get to be Caden, it's just like, alright, this kid actually has, like, a head on his shoulders and gets to, like, interact with people and, like, help them with things. So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just a fun way to interact with Sequinox. Well, first off, thank you for being willing to come on the show today. I really appreciate getting to hear lots about everyone's favorite bird boy, Caden. <laughs> thank you for having me. Sorry uh, I waited till the last minute and rolled a die to see who I was talking about. Hey, I think we got a good episode out of it. Yeah. And hopefully... Dear listeners, they will all think the same. <laughs> so, Shannon, where on the internet uh, can you be found if you want to be found? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Shannon Maynard. I have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Shannon Maynard. I have a store envy, which is shanmaynardart.storeenvy.com. Um... I have two podcasts. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Cool Kids Table is at CKTCast uh, on Twitter. You can search the hashtag Sequinox to find all of our Sequinox stuff. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm also on Kingdom Smarts where I explain uh, Kingdom Hearts to Jake. And that's at Kingdom Smarties on Twitter. And I think that's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Your comics. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, if you want to... We mentioned Vivaldi DiCaprio, the Sequinox prequel. It is on my Gumroad. It should be gum.co slash Vivaldi. 
it's ten dollars. Uh, you colored the cover for me, and it is how many pages? It's thirty pages. Yeah, it's thirty pages. Yeah, I feel like that's about right. Yeah, it's full color. There's a lot in it. <laughs> Go look at my backgrounds that I drew, and then immediately covered with word balloons. <laughs> <laughs> Again, hashtag artist problems. Yep. But if you go on my Patreon, there's uh, text-free versions. Ooh. Definitely worth it. And is the very best still for sale? Uh, Yes, it is. I forgot about that one. That should be uh, gum.co slash the very best, which is my red-blue fan comic, both the game and the ship. Mm -hmm. Yes, I I have yet to buy that, but it looks very good. Thank you. I'm actually just about to do a print run of it, but that's going to be con exclusive until I see how many are left and then I may put those online. Hopefully the answer is done because everyone buys your comic and supports you. (laughs) I hope. Knock on woods. Yeah. (laughs) The Home for Wayward OCs can be found on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our theme song is Violet by Pottington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at waywardocpod or through the waywardocpod hashtag. You can also email us at waywardocpod at gmail.com. And although, as of last count, we have nine now, after Shannon's recording, we have eight guests that are uh, lined up for following episodes. So if you have an original character that you'd like to talk about, you are more than welcome to drop us a line, but... Please be advised that it might be a while before uh, we can get you into the schedule. You are always welcome, though. And since we are just starting out, it would be super helpful if you can subscribe and rate us on your listening platform of choice. That helps us find more guests and brighten more people's day. So thank you all for listening. This has been the Home for Wayward OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. I'm not sweaty, you're sweaty.